gives us time. So, ushers, thank you all for being ready. We're going to go ahead and um, get into the word of God tonight. Tonight. We had a great time this morning in our morning prayer and uh, our time in the word this morning. Amen. Learned about us being the light. We're the light of the world. Amen. We're supposed to let our light shine so that men will see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. Amen. And uh, we are... We are carrying, we learn the difference between artificial and uh, authentic light. Amen. We are the authentic light. Don't be a fake light. Amen. We reflect the authentic light of God's glory. And the Bible says in Psalm 119, 105, that the word is a lamp to our feet. Come on. And a light unto our path. Then it says over in verse 130 of that same 119, that the entrance of his word gives light and it gives or brings understanding to the simple. Amen? And so uh, we are going to get into the word of God tonight to give us some more light. Amen? All right, so let's open our Bibles tonight and go to John chapter 16, please. John chapter 16. Hallelujah. John 16. We're going to go over to verse 12. John 16 and verse 12. We'll read through verse 15, John 16, verses 12 through 15. Everybody have that? Okay, these are the words of Jesus, right? Red words win. Okay, let's read all this together. Ready, read. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However... When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Declare it to you. Again, and verse 13 says, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you in all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Today I want to talk on the subject, the voice of the spirit, the voice of the spirit. Our Father and our God, tonight we thank you and praise you for the chance you've given us tonight to spend this time in your word. I pray that, God, you give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts to receive your word. I pray, Father, you speak through me tonight. Give me thoughts that I have not thought about before. Let me Lord, speak words that I have not heard before. God, I pray that, God, you give us fresh revelation. We pray for an unction of the Holy Ghost tonight. That, God, you give us clear utterance tonight from the, from the Spirit of God to speak that which we need to hear. Lord, I rest and rely upon the grace of God to minister to your people. And, God, let it flow in this place tonight, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, you may be seated. The voice of the Spirit, the voice of the Spirit. Amen. The Lord is teaching us some very important information. He's teaching us right now, as he always has been, but just over the last couple of weeks, how to operate on a different level. We need to know how to operate on a different level. Um. Jesus said that we're in this world, but we're not of this world. 
right? He said at first about himself, he said, I'm not of this world. Then he said, they're not. Talk about his disciples over in John 17. He said, they're not of this world. So you and I are out of this world, right? We are, if you allow this, we're not normal. I'm looking at a few normal faces. I said, we're not normal. We are totally abnormal. In fact, we are totally, here's the word, extraordinary. You put those words together and you get extraordinary. Tell your neighbor, I think you're extraordinary. Why? You're extraordinary. There's something about you. There's something special about you. Something special about you. Something beyond the natural. In fact, you and I are not natural people. We are supernatural people. We are spiritual people. In John chapter 3, you can put this on the screen. John 3 and verse, uh, let's look at verse uh, 6, I think it is. John 3 and verse 6. Read it with me, please. Ready? Go. That which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is is spirit. So you and I were born to our mothers as flesh. But when we got born again, February 12, 1989, I got born again. I was born of the spirit. And so those who are born of the spirit, we are spirit. Say, I am spirit. In other words, before you were born again, you, you had a spirit, but your spirit was dead. The Bible says you and I were dead in trespasses and sins. So people out there in the world have no uh, awareness of their spirit. Y'all not, y'all They have no awareness. And you get people in the world who call themselves spiritual. That's, that's the big word today. I'm spiritual, I'm not religious. Impossible. Y'all don't like that. It's impossible. If you're not born again, you're not spiritual. You're soulish. That's the highest you can ever aspire to be is soulish until you get born again. So don't listen to anybody talking about they Hindu and they spiritual or they, they're, they're doing yoga because they're being spiritual. They're doing, no, they're not being spiritual. They're being soulish. Because until you get born again, you are flesh. And the highest you can ever become is flesh. Now, you can tap into the power of your soul. I'm talking about people who are not born again. They can tap into the power of their soul. Your soul can take you all kinds of places. Your soul, the, in fact, that's where the devil operates, in the soul. And he'll get you all off somewhere, cutting yourself, killing people. <laughs> all kind of crazy weird things because you work, you're out of, the, out of the soul but that which is born of the spirit is spirit so don't listen to these you know rap stars want to give all honor to the man upstairs you don't know the man upstairs you can't if you're not born again you can't know him you have no aware of your spirit so you're not spiritual Y'all just don't, don't forget this. I'm going to get, tell, tell you something later here. Always compare what you hear to the word. I'll get to that later. Because some of y'all looking at me like, I don't believe that. Because well, you, be, you believe in TikTok and Facebook and Instagram, and you believe in those folk and YouTube, and you're not checking out what the word says 
and you're taking, you're taking information from the world, you're, you are under misinformation. I heard a man preach last night on uh, information uh, warfare. Because the devil is, is he's, he's, he's bringing out information. Once we came out with the internet, with the information superhighway, it just expedited misinformation. People in the body of Christ are getting all twisted up with misinformation. I want you to know the real information. I want you to know what the word of God says. All right? So we're spiritual. Everybody say, I'm spiritual. Now, if you're born again, say that. If, you don't, if you're not born again, you can't say that. If you're born again, I'm, you're spiritual. So since I'm spiritual, then I have to learn to operate on a different level, on a different frequency. How many of y'all know there's a difference between AM and FM radio? If you grew up in the 70s like me, you listen to Star 16, 1590, WRXB, 1150 WTMP, right? And, and, and you know, you, you had to be in a right spot to get the frequency. You, you drove too far in north and, and WRXB will cut out on you. It's, You'll start hearing other stations coming in. You're like, what? What in the world is this? But there's an FM band that operates at a higher frequency that gives you a crystal clear signal. And when you get, you know, uh, anybody who, you know, if you grew up in the 70s, 80s, we, we like bass. And maybe I'm talking to the wrong people. We like bass. We like the boom, 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 boom. Right? And so when you heard the bass, on the AM, they could have played raw bass all they want to. They can, you can play raw bass all you want to, and you just, you couldn't get no bass. You could win no drop. But you switched over to the FM? And you got it. See, there's a, it's a more powerful frequency. And you and I do ourselves a disservice if we operate on a lower frequency. We got Christians still operating like they're AM. Boy, help me, Holy Ghost. This is all utterance here. We're supposed to be operating on FM. At a higher, more powerful frequency. And we do that by the Spirit. Somebody say, by the Spirit. So you and I have to learn to function by the Spirit, not by the flesh. Hallelujah. You and I, the moment we got born again, we got upgraded. <laughs> I might have to go to a different church. We got upgraded to a higher level, to a higher operation. And we have to switch because there's a different way that we operate now than we did before. Okay? Now, you remember a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, in fact, I, I taught a message called the sword of the spirit. Y'all remember that? Only people on this side remember that. They don't remember it on that side. 
Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, where Paul is going through the, the, the armor, the whole armor of God. And it's in verse 17, he says, and take unto you the, uh, the, the helmet of salvation. And then he says, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so we talked about how the Holy Ghost clearly identified to us what the sword of the spirit is. It is what? The word of God. Now, I want you to do something for me. I want you to switch to Amplified Classic because as I was walking, I was listening to this message, and I started thinking about something. It said, take it the sword of, sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The sword of the Spirit. I kept saying, sword of the Spirit, sword of the Spirit, sword of the Spirit. And I thought, wow, that, that means it's the Spirit sword. And I went, I defined, can anybody back me up on that? And I looked at the Amplified Classic, and it says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword that the Spirit wields. I said, thank you, Holy Ghost. The sword that the Spirit wills, which is the word of God. So what does the Spirit use? This is going over some folks' head. The sword, remember that word machete I showed you? That's what that sword, same sword. The, the machete, the sword the Spirit uses is the word of God. So he doesn't use something else. And if you and I are going to operate as spiritual people, we can't use anything else. We got to use the same sword he uses. So the sword that the spirit wields, means to use, puts to work, is the word of God. Y'all got this. Now, we talked about how God used his word to create the universe. In fact, I want you to look over in Genesis chapter 1 real quick. I got to be mindful we're baptizing. Y'all remind me we're baptizing because I could preach all night. Genesis 1 and verse 1 says, In the beginning, God, huh? Make, make sure you let your kids know God. Make sure you let your young children know, your teenagers know God. Okay. In the beginning, God created, not the Big Bang, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. But watch this. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So at the very beginning, as God is preparing to release the word, the spirit is hovering. What's he doing? He's waiting to act. And it's important you see this because I need you to see a distinction between God, Father God, and the Spirit of God. Now we know we see in the beginning God is Elohim, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. But I want you to see it points out that over the earth was the Spirit of God. Hovering, waiting to act. And the moment God said in verse 3, let, he took off. Remember we read last week in Psalm 147, his word runs swiftly. Soon as God gave the command, the Holy Ghost scoffed with the word. He went forth through the earth creating. Using that sword. Of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So the Holy Ghost, just like He was moving and resting or hovering then, 
He's moving and resting and hovering right now over your life. Y'all don't get it yet. Are y'all getting this here? He's moving, he's resting, the Holy Ghost is hovering over your life. Well, he's in me. I know he's in you, but just like he, he is in you, he also comes on you. That's what more of us need, a lot, lot more of the Holy Ghost coming on us. Come on now. Come on now. We need him resting and coming on us. It's good to be filled with the Holy Ghost, but every once in a while you need him to come on you. That's when you feel that anointing, you feel that glory, you get that smack down in the Holy Ghost. Come on me now, Holy Ghost. Come on me now, Holy Ghost. Fall afresh on us now, Holy Ghost. And when, we, when he's hovering, he's waiting for a word. And when he gets a word, he can move. In your life, in your situation. All right, now. God said, let there be light, and what happened, there was light. And that light is still producing, that light is still, in fact, growing to this day. That authentic light that you talked about this morning, that authentic light is still growing, it's still spreading. Uh, scientists say that the universe is still expanding to this day. All from God saying, let. <laughs> because the, the word of God is the most powerful force in the universe, I told you that. Hebrews 4.12 talks about that the word of God is, is quick, right? Or it's, a, it's living in the, in the New King James. Living and powerful. And it's sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is living and it's powerful. Amplified, it spells that powerful out. It says it's active, operative, energizing, and effective. Are y'all getting this review tonight? Now then we looked at Ephesians 5, 1 and Amplified. Ephesians 5, 1 Amplified Classic. It says, therefore, be imitators of God. Come on. Copy him and follow his example. Come on now. So just how God operated is how we're supposed to operate. Over in John 4, uh, I believe is verse 24. I believe is there where it says God is a spirit. God is spirit. God is spirit. Huh? Okay, now remember we read John 3, 6. Y'all forgot it already? That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Come on. Is spirit. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Is spirit. God is spirit. I'm going to wait for y'all to wake up. In other words, you just became just like God. God is spirit. Jesus said so in John 4, 24. In John 3, 3 6, he said, if you're born of the spirit, you're spirit. <laughs> so why in the world would we try to operate differently than God? Is this too, too advanced for y'all? I need to back it up. I need to back down. Okay. Um, so while we operate on a different level than God, when he is spirit and we are spirit, 
And then he, he told us over here in, in Ephesians, he said, I want you to uh, copy and imitate God and follow his example. Copy, imitate, follow his example. So you and I are supposed to do the exact same things that God does. Operate the same way God does. Y'all getting this? Okay. Now, <clears throat> let me keep going here. Because we looked at last Wednesday, uh, we talked about the voice of the, of, of the word. The voice of the word. Remember Psalm 103 verse 20? Where it says, bless the Lord, you as angels, you who, uh, who excel in, his, in strength, who do his word, heeding what? Heeding the voice of his word. So angels who are servants of the Most High God, they heed, they listen out for and obey the voice of his word. That word voice literally means sound, the noise of his word. So when angels hear the sound of God's word, they take heed, they move in it, they do it. Now, it doesn't matter whether they hear it from God or they hear it from you. It doesn't matter whether they hear it from God, uppercase G-O-D, or God's lowercase G-O-D-S, you. <laughs> y'all should see y'all faces. I wish y'all had my, my view tonight. Remember in Psalm 8, he said, I made you a little lower than the angels. That word angels in the Hebrew is Elohim. It's the exact same word as we saw in Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And so you have in Psalm 8, 5, you have made them a little lower than the angels. The translators translated it wrong. They made it angels, and it's the, it's the Hebrew word Elohim, which is God, which means God made us a little bit lower than himself. In fact, if you read over in the book of Hebrews, <laughs> it talks about in Hebrews chapter 1 uh, about how Jesus was made a little bit lower than the angels for a moment. He became actually a little bit lower than the angels themselves for a moment so he could bring us back up to a place where we're actually now just right back under God. I'm not sure if everybody understands who they are. You're not some scrub. <laughs> Do you understand who you are? Okay, at least say, Pastor, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm learning. I'm learning, I'm learning. I'm, I'm grabbing a hold of this tonight. I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to learn who I am. I didn't know who I was. You are, you are one step below God, according to the, to the scriptures. <laughs> are we not born of his spirit? Are we not begotten of God? Well, he didn't make some, us some lower creature. So the angels, let me get back on point, Brother Chris, we got to baptize so the angels, they give heed to the voice or to the sound of his word. And they can't tell the difference. If it's God or if it's you. <laughs> they are under strict command that when they hear the sound of God's word to move into action. 
And I contend that because we've not known that, we've not really meditated on that, we've not used his word enough. Remember the whole, this whole series started on that prophecy God gave us a few weeks ago about use my word. That God wants us to make use of his word, not know it. I mean, you start out knowing it, but you got to bring it out of just knowing into using. Glory to God. Nothing happens just because you know the word. In fact, the, he, if you know to do good and do it not, it's a sin. So if you know the word and do it not, it's useless to you. It's, it's um, uh, help me out, you science people. There's a difference, difference between potential energy and kinetic energy. I got three science people. Okay, there's a difference between potential energy and kinetic energy. Potential is stored up at rest, ready to be used. Kinetic is, it's actually in motion, it's actually in action. It's moving. Kinetic. Kinesis. Kinesiology, the movement. Study movement. Right? So you and I are sitting here with unlimited potential. Because we've been born again of the word of God. But until we begin to act on it, move in it, speak it out, declare it, it remains just potential. If, if I walked in here deep and I had a hand grenade you know that little ring you got a the pin now most of y'all be scared pastor, pastor, now come on pastor calm down now pastor Pastor Kim, talk to him, talk to him, Pastor Kim. Some wild man can run in with that, that grenade and roll around this room three times. He, oh, he, he won't make it around one time, huh? He'll get tackled right about there. Boom. If you tackle them, though, make sure the pin don't come out of that grenade, though. <laughs> Thanks, flipping it off. <laughs> but the thing about it, as long as that pin's there, you could drop it. Nothing's going to happen. It's potential. Until somebody pulls the pin. Once you pull the pin, and, and it's right, Brother Tyrone, how this how y'all did it, Navy? You, you, you release all of that potential. They didn't use those in the Navy. You release all that potential, and an explosion happens. So you and I are walking around with this word. The word is, is quick, it's alive. 
Oh, God, I felt that right there. It's alive and it's powerful. It's alive, it's living, and it's powerful. But all that power lying dormant does no good until we use it. <laughs> now remember what we saw in, in, in the Amplified Classic from Ephesians 16, the sword, of the, the sword that the spirit wields. It's the sword that the spirit wields. Y'all got this here? So for you and I, for the words work in my life, I must give voice to it. Okay? The same way the Holy Spirit does. Okay. Now, Jesus said something to us in John 6, verse 63. In John 6, 63, Jesus says, it is the Spirit who gives life. Who gives life? Spirit. Who gives life? Okay, it's the spirit who gives life. He said the flesh, this lower nature, all of our ideas, all of our natural wisdom, all of our natural intellect, he said profits nothing. Now you can do something. How many of y'all know what profit is? What, what is profit? Profit is when you get more out than you put in. And what he's saying is the flesh will never get out more than it puts in. Now, he didn't, he didn't say the flesh couldn't do anything. He said, just said the flesh profits nothing. Y'all missed that. Y'all late. He didn't say the flesh couldn't do anything. He just said the flesh profits nothing. It's one-to-one -one on the flesh. Matter of fact, it, chances are on the flesh, you're going to come out on the loser end. You keep operating in your flesh. Come on now, anybody know what I'm talking about? You ever tried things over and over and over again in the flesh and you end up worse off than you started? Because the flesh profits nothing. Matter of fact, the flesh will bankrupt you. The flesh will bankrupt your soul. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Then he says, the words that I speak to you, they are, are spirit and they are life. So, Spiritual words come from Jesus, come from the Father. In other words, we can also say this, profitable words come from the Father, come from Jesus, come from the Holy Spirit. How many of y'all want a prophet in your life? In Isaiah 48, verse 17, they don't have this, but they can find it. Isaiah 48, verse 17, God says, I'm the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Redeemer, who teaches you to what? Prophet. To what? Prophet. To do what? Prophet. Who leads you in the way you should go, by the way you should go. So he teaches us to profit. So God is always interested in you and me profiting. I'm not talking about here financial, although it includes financial. Profit simply is you come out better today than you were tomorrow, yesterday. Every day, you, you're getting better. Every day, you're gaining. You're making progress. Hallelujah. In our health, we should be profiting, making progress, not digressing in our health. We got too many folks that I'm, I'm seeing like, hey, what's this is going back with stuff. No, hey, let's get this back straight. Why am I going to do that? 
what the doctor said ain't working. Well, the flesh profits nothing. <laughs> but the words I speak. That means that the Holy Ghost has words to give you that will change your health. There are words the Holy Ghost will give you that will change your financial condition. There are words the Holy Ghost will give you that will change your marital status. Either to get you into a marriage or get you a better marriage. Make, make the one you're in better. Let me, let me, let me say that right. Let me say that. <laughs> make the one you're in better. got to be careful how I say stuff in 2022. Am I right about this here? He teaches us the prophet. So the words that I speak, Jesus says, they are spirit in their life. He, this, the flesh profits nothing, so the spirit's going to profit us, okay? Now, so, so what we're looking at in this world is all sorts of uh, what, what Paul called perilous times, right? How many understand we need some wisdom from above? I got 16 hands, I think. The rest of y'all good? Okay, we need wisdom from above. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody say, I need some wisdom from above. James chapter 1 says, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who does what? Gives liberally and he upbraids not without reproach. That's James 1 verse 5. Right? And it'll be given to us. So we need some wisdom that comes from God, from above. Now, <clears throat> thank you, Lord. In verse 17, it says every good and perfect gift comes from above. So God's going to give good and perfect wisdom from above. Now he already told, Jesus already told us that the flesh profits nothing. The flesh is AM. You ain't never been to any house party and they played AM radio. Am I right about it? You ain't not going to go in the car lot and they're going to say, hey, we got a special deal for you over here. The special, special deal on this brand new car. We got Brand new AM radio in the car. Well, Bluetooth, that's all new stuff. I'm talking about back in the day when we still had, you know, AM and FM. That's all we had, AM and FM. You may, may get an eight-track, a cassette. When I was first getting the car, you was blessed to get a cassette player. Some of y'all don't even know what a cassette player even is. What is a cassette, Pastor? It's a little little uh, plastic little uh, device had uh, this tape inside of it that you put in there in, in the tape player and it will play music. It will play music. There's somehow there was music on it. Till it got caught up and you pulled it out and now it's tape still stuck. You have to try to rip the tape out. And then you get an ink pen and try to wind the tape back up. (laughs) 
My fingers are too fat. I couldn't use my fingers. I had to use a pen. <laughs> you know that skinny people talking, just put your finger in there. Put your finger in there with the tape player. So we need some wisdom. So we need to know how to hear the voice of the Spirit. And we have to, watch this, hear and know the voice of the Spirit. Because I'm telling you, if you can hear the voice of the Spirit and know the voice of the Spirit, it'll change your life radically in no time. How many of y'all know that God knows everything? About everything. And about everybody. I remember we had a lady, she was going to church some time ago. And uh, she was going through school, I think, to be a LPN or CNA or something like that, whatever it was, and taking a class. And she mentioned how she was struggling in uh, anatomy and physiology or whatever the level she had to take of it. And I said, the Holy Ghost knows anatomy. She said, what? I said, the Holy Ghost knows anatomy. She said, oh, my God. She grabbed, she, she did. She grabbed a hold of it and went and passed that test. Passed that whole class. Boom. The Holy Ghost knows trigonometry. He knows, he knows every subject. He knows everything. Now, he don't know Common Core. <laughs> and he don't know critical theory. He don't know all that kind of stuff. But he knows. <laughs> that's man stuff. But he knows. So, so if we get his wisdom to change our lives. Thank you, Lord. In 1 Corinthians 14, verse 10, this scripture says this. They'll put it on the screen for you. It says, there are, there are, it may be, so many kinds of languages in the world, none of them without significance. Now, I want you to switch to the King James for me, please, on that verse. Uh, I'm sorry, I meant to tell you that. King James, because I want you to see that. Because it's, it's a better translation of this. In the King James, it says, there are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world. Because when you look that word up in the Greek, the most commonly used word there is voices. Not languages. Languages, they had to actually dig real deep to pull that word language out. So there are, it may be so many kinds of voices in the world. And none of them is without significance. How many of you know there are a lot of voices in the world? There are voices everywhere. I'm not talking about you being some schizophrenic person. You, I hear voices. I'm talking, I'm talking about, I'm not picking on anybody that's the case. What I'm saying is there are a lot of voices. There are demon voices in the world. And the, the biggest issue most of us deal with, have dealt with, or are dealing with right now, is trying to discern what voice am I hearing. Is this anybody here tonight? Am I wasting, wasting the time? Okay, am I hearing God's voice? Am I hearing Satan's voice? Or is it just my voice? Have y'all, anybody ever asked that question? Okay, I want to make sure I'm not wasting my time tonight. or wasting your time. So we have to know how to discern and know the voice of the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Um, in Romans chapter 8, uh, let's see if I can find this real quick. Romans chapter 8, 
Well, there's a, there's a, I hear them over there talking about 14. They hollering out 14 over here. These are all the all deep and wonderful ministers and teachers. They, they know the Bible back and forth, which is good. No, but that's, that's good. So let's, let's start at 14. That, give, this is a good place to start. Eight, four, 14, go back to the New King James for me, please. New King James. Hallelujah. How many of y'all want to be sons of God? Yes. How many of y'all say, I am a son? Okay, now just I want to specify something for you real quick. It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are what? Sons of God. Now the Bible already says over in 1 John, beloved, now are we the sons of God. But it says those that are led by the Spirit, these are sons of God. If you look those up, I don't have the Greek words for you, but I've learned it from hearing other pastors teach about it. I saw it. I looked it up. It's two different words. The word sons over there in 1 John is sons, meaning uh, you're a child. This sons means a matured son. So those who are born again, you are a son, you are a child, but those who are led by the Spirit of God, you are a mature child. Tell your neighbor, you got to grow up. Okay, so for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are what? Sons or mature children of God. Look at verse 15, please. For ye did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out what? Now this is the verse I was looking for, verse 16. Verse 16. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are what? Children of God, sons of God. So notice when you're trying to figure out, okay, God, I need, I need to hear you. Lord, I need to hear your voice. I got a question. I got, a, I got an issue. And you're looking for God to talk out here. You're looking to be laying down in your bed and all of a sudden hear a voice. Son, this is God. First of all, you're going to freak out. Second of all, listen, listen, listen to me. Listen, this, is very, this is critical. Tell your neighbor this is critical. If you go seeking after that kind of voice, the devil knows how to pretend. And he will give you a voice. There are many voices in the world. He will give you a voice that you sound so woo that you think it's the voice of God, and his intent is to get you off track. So never make it your aim to look for your voice out here. And, and i got to have something spectacular to know, to know God's voice because the devil will fake spectacular for it. Well, I, I won't say he will be spectacular. And you'll get off track. <laughs> Am I talking right? Do, do believers get off track? Do y'all know one or two who've gotten off track or have because they thought they heard God and it wasn't God? <laughs> so you have to know then how to hear God and know it's God. So the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. So he bears witness. Bears, what does it mean to bear witness? It means I know something and he backs it up. He bears witness. In other words, a, a witness in a court is a person who testifies, yeah, I saw it. Yep, that's right. So how the, what the Spirit does is he will bear witness with our spirits. So you may not get a booming voice in the middle of the night while you're riding down the street. 
But you'll get this. That's it. Got it? Glory to God. I need to hear his voice. I need to hear the voice of the spirit. Because that's how I'm, how I'm going to get everything turned around in my life. Y'all got this? All right. Now, let, let, me, let me teach you here real quick. Okay. Now, let's go back to John 16, our main text here. Because Jesus said something over in John 10, 27. You go to John 16. In John 10, 27, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. How many of you all are sheep of Jesus? So I hear his voice. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. So stop saying I don't hear his voice. The only way to not hear his voice is to not be a sheep. Oh, y'all not saying that. If you're, you might, if you're a goat, you're not going to hear his voice. But if you're a sheep, you hear his voice. And you follow him. There are Christians who walk around and say, I've never, I just never heard God's voice. Can I tell you something? You can't be a Christian without hearing his voice. The only way you became a Christian was because you heard his voice. You think getting saved was your idea? No, getting saved was his idea. You just heard his voice and you followed. Get up to that altar. <laughs> I don't know how I end up at the altar. Because his voice told you to get up to that altar. One night I just end up crying out to God. You think you cried out to God on your own? So the, the fact that you are saved means that you heard his voice. Jesus said the time will come when the dead will hear his voice and live. So you've heard his voice and now you live. So he says here, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So you have to make sure you never confess I don't hear his voice. What you got to do is now start to fine tune your hearing and discern his voice when it's the spirit speaking to you and when it's just you or the devil. Okay. All right. I'm going to give you some things here. Look at John 16. This is our main text. Watch what Jesus said. Verse 12. Verse 12. He said, I still have many things to say to you. This is talking to his disciples. Okay. And he says, but you cannot bear them now. So there are some things that you can't get without the Holy Ghost. Because he's about to tell them something about the Holy Ghost coming. So the things that he want, really wants to say, he says, you can't, you can't bear, you can't handle them now. So some things you cannot handle, some revelation you will not get without the Holy Ghost. Are y'all hearing this tonight? Okay. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said he will take of mine and declare it to you. Now, let's, let's get, let me give you four things real quick. Real quick. 
that you got to do to, to make sure you know his voice. All right? Number one, the voice of the Spirit is always truthful. The voice of the Spirit is always truthful. Make sure you write that down. The voice of the Spirit is always truthful. Notice what he, he the Bible calls him the Spirit of truth. All the way back in John 14, verse 17, the Spirit of truth. John 15, verse 26, the Spirit of truth. Over here in John 16, verse 13, the Spirit of truth. So he's a Spirit of truth. Guess what he's going to always speak? Truth. truth. And he said he will guide you into all truth. So he's always truthful. Pilate asks, Jesus, what is truth? What is truth? Which means that people in the world don't actually know truth. Because to them, truth is relative. That's why you hear people out there in the world today saying, I'm just out here trying to find my own truth. I just want to speak my, my truth. Well, how can your truth be different than my truth? Truth means truth. And if you're trying to find your own truth, you're about to find error. Because the Bible says the heart is, is deceitfully wicked above all things. So if you follow your heart to find the truth, you're going to be in trouble. Can somebody say amen to that? So he says the Holy Ghost, is he's going to always speak the truth. In John 17, 17, Jesus says, sanctify them with your word. Your word is truth. So what's the truth? The word of God is the truth. Y'all got this? So here's what I want you to always do. Always compare everything you hear to the word. That's worth writing down. Compare everything you hear to the word. Can I teach you tonight? Compare everything you hear to the word, which means that you get a word in your ear, you get a word in your spirit, you get a word in a dream. I had a dream. Well, take what you heard, take what you saw, and compare it to the word. Because the word is a constant. I'm talking about the word. The written word of God. Don't ever just take something you hear and run on it. Because you can take what you hear, run on it, and run out of bounds. The psalmist said, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your words. One other word, he said, oh boy, I thought I, thought I was doing something right, and I went way off track, and I got beat up for it. But now I keep your words. In other words, I don't just go by how I feel. I don't just go by what I think. I compare whatever I hear to the word of God. The Bible says in Psalm 119 and around verse 89, I believe it is, it says that forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. So no political party, no Congress, no, 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 no government, no army, nobody can change the word of God. It's settled in heaven. So compare whatever you hear to the word of God. Before you call pastor. Y'all, we, we, we like, like to tell the kids now, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm working in the school every day now. And, and the kids, they, they, they enjoy asking a lot of questions. 
I mean, an inordinate amount of questions. And, and you know, people say there's no such thing as dumb questions. I, 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 We're in the age of Google. Google it. Google it. Google it. Before you say teacher, teacher, pastor, pastor, before you do that, just Google it. So before you set up a meeting with pastor, go to the word. Y'all didn't like that. I said before you set up a meeting with pastor, go to the word. Because you can save yourself a meeting by going to work. Well, what I heard, no, that didn't match the word. No, that, get out of here, devil. Pastor, I'm thinking about doing this. What you think? What I think? I don't think. I read. And I listen to the Holy Ghost. I don't think. <laughs> Y'all don't like that. I said, I don't think. I read. And I listen to the Holy Ghost. How many of you know Satan is the father of lies? So if you hear something and it doesn't match the word, it's a lie. John 8, 44, Jesus Jesus says that Satan is the father of lies. Now, go to 1 John 4, 1 through 6 real quick. Man, I got to hurry. I'm only going to finish. No, I'm going to finish. I got to finish. I got to finish. uh, 1 John 4, 1 through 6. Watch this. Beloved... Do not believe every spirit. Y'all see that? Beloved, beloved, my loved ones, this pastor's talking to you, beloved, do not believe every spirit. Every spirit. That that means the Holy Ghost is telling us there's a lot of spirits out there. Just because something is a spirit doesn't mean it's the spirit of God. So don't believe every spirit. But test the spirits whether they are of God. We, we grew up, they used to tell us, test the spirit by the spirit. That's not what it says. It says, test the spirit, see whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Keep going, verse 3, please. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus has, Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of what? So the Antichrist, which you have heard, was coming and is now. Come on. So there's already an anti-anointing, anti-prophet spirit in the earth. And that Antichrist anointing is anti-you. Christ is in you, the hope of glory. So if it's the Antichrist, he's anti-you. So guess what he's going to do? He's going to come and try to give you some false information, some false direction. So don't just believe every, every somebody, come out, somebody came and gave me a prophecy. Well, don't jump on every prophecy somebody gives you. In fact, never become a prophecy hunter. Uh, you ought to write that down if you need to. Never become a prophecy hunter. You get yourself in a dangerous world of trouble out there hunting down prophecy. I'm trying to get a word. Hey, you got a word for me? You got a word for you. Read your Bible. That's your word. Get on your knees and pray. You need a word? Get on your knees and pray. 
Y'all don't like that. All y'all Pentecostal charismatic people, boy, y'all get caught up boy, trying to find prophecies. You're going to be in trouble. Uh, verse, verse 4, verse 4. Here, here's good news. Verse 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. Verse 6. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth. Hallelujah. And so there is a spirit of error. So the spirit of error is going to try to get you to err. Okay. So the voice of the spirit is always truthful. Number two, the voice of the spirit is always aligned with the father. Is always aligned with God's will. Is always aligned with God's will. All right. So first is truthful, which means he's going to match the word. But he also is going to be in alignment with God's will. How many understand there are things that are, that are God's will for you that are, are not plainly written in Scripture? Hello? How many of y'all know there are things that are God's will for you that are not plainly written in Scripture? In other words, you and I can find out God's general will here, but his specific will for your life, you won't find it all written in Scripture. So the Holy Ghost has to tell you some things that are specific for you. He doesn't tell you who to marry. And I wish there was a scripture that would tell you who to marry. Now it'll tell you who not to marry. Huh? It'll tell you man don't marry a man. Woman don't marry a woman. It'll tell you, Christian, don't marry an unbeliever. But it don't tell me who then. Well, who do I marry then? And some of y'all are praying, Lord, I want to know who to marry. They ain't even praying about who to marry. Lord, help bless you, Lord. They, they nervous about putting their hand up now. Look at Romans 8, 26 to 28. Watch this. Romans 8, 26 to 28. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses or the parts that we can't do. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. So we don't know what exactly to pray for. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us, come on, with groanings, hallelujah, which cannot be uttered. This is why praying in tongues is so important. Let me show you why. Verse 27, now he who searches the hearts, that's God, knows what the mind of the spirit is. So God knows what the mind of the spirit is because he, the spirit, makes intercession for the saints according to, come on, 
the will of God. So the Holy Ghost knows the perfect will of God, so he's interceding for you according to God's perfect will. So when you pray in the spirit, you release the Holy Ghost to now intercede for you uh, by the perfect will of God. And if you pray and ask God to let you interpret, you come back up with interpretation in English in your own understanding then, okay, now I know the will of God. I know marry him, not him. Her, not her. By this house, not that house. Go here, not there. The Bible says that, that Paul, Paul wanted to go to a place called Bithynia. And the Holy Ghost said no. Then he wanted to go to Asia. And the Holy Ghost said no, no, don't go there. All of a sudden he sees a vision of a man in Macedonia calling out and saying, hey, come over here and help us. And he resolved by the spirit that I must, I'm supposed to go to, go to Macedonia. He got over there and ran into a, a lady named Lydia on the seashore having a prayer meeting. Preached the gospel there. Got thrown in jail there for preaching the gospel. Got thrown in jail there for, for delivering a, a girl there who was in divination. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, y'all read the story yourself. All right, because I'm out of time. Okay, so the Holy Ghost, look at verse 20. 28. Y'all see verse 28? And we know, come on, that all things, come on, for those who love God to those who are what? Now that's not a new thought. It's part of the previous thought. Which means it's not talking about you getting in a car wreck and that, that's working for your good. Not talking about losing your job is for your good. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying when you pray in tongues, when you verse verse 14, the same chapter, when you live by the Spirit of God, it's working for your good. When you pray in tongues, it's working for your good. All these things that you read from verse 1 to 20, 27 are working together for your good. For your profit. Yes. We got to kill erroneous teaching. That's got us, you know, receiving bad things like, oh, this is, this is just for my good. No, the devil's trying to kill you. He's trying to destroy you. What works for your good is when you sit there and you get in your prayer closet or on your knees somewhere and let the Lord deal with you and your spirit. You and your spirit. And he manifests or reveals his perfect will to you. Y'all got it? Okay, let me, let me give you these last two. All right, number one is always truth. Number two, he's aligned with the Father. Number three, number three, number three. The Holy Spirit, the voice of the Spirit is always prophetic. He's always prophetic. How do we know? Because Jesus told us that when he comes, he will tell you things to come. <laughs> Now, you got to watch. This is important. Let me, let me tell you why. Because the Holy Ghost sees ahead. And so he doesn't regard your current situation. 
So no matter what your current situation is, he speaks ahead of you. Now, remember I just mentioned that girl, with the divination girl, that, acts, that he dealt with an ex? See, divination, how many of y'all have heard of a phrase called familiar spirits? Familiar spirits, the spirit of divination. What, what, what happens is familiar spirits don't deal with your future. Familiar spirits connect to your past and your present. And then will tell you something about your future based on your past and your present. And get you agreeing. There's something like, your, grand, your grandmother uh, was uh, this. Oh, yeah, that's right. My grandmother was this. That's right. And then they, they, they tell you something. You go off, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And you get all over in the roots and you did all kind of witchcraft. And before you know it, that divination, what acts, what acts actually, you look up in the, in the Greek, it's the python, the pithos spirit. It's a python spirit. We better go ahead and baptize. And a python, what it's going to do is strangle you, choke you to death. And that's what that spirit of divination, familiar spirit. So you get all over in the roots, get all over into astrology, tarot cards, palm reading, magic balls, eight balls, Ouija boards. I'm, 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 I'm in somebody's lane right now. You get all into, you, you know, picking out, trying to get the right uh, fortune cookie. Everybody want to ask you what, what's your sign? And Christians getting stuck in what their sign is. And what's this new, the anagram thing people are doing? Anagrams. And they tell you, well, if you get the right, the right sage or you get the right scent, so you get the right candles, you can get the right this and that. Y'all quiet in this Baptist church. Spirit of divination. Spirit of divination. And it's a boa, it's a python spirit that's going to choke you to death. <laughs> en Enneagrams? Enneagrams, okay. Yeah, there's new, all this newfangled stuff that Christians are getting all into. When, when we got access to the Holy Ghost, the very spirit of God who knows everything, who's going to always speak the truth, Who's going to always be in line with the Father's will? Who's going to always be prophetic? Who's going to see us not in our current situation, but for where God's taking us? Put up Jeremiah 29 and 11. Jeremiah 29 and 11. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you of what? A future? Put up Jeremiah 31. 31, verse 15 through 17. I'm almost finished. I'm going to let you go out of here. Jeremiah 31, 15. Thus says the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel weeping for her children, refused to be comforted for her children because they are no more. In other words, it's a dire situation. The children are bad off. Bad off. 
But watch the prophetic word, verse 17. It says, verse 16, thus says the Lord your God, the Lord. He says, refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work shall be rewarded, says the Lord, and they shall come back from the land of the enemy. There is hope in your future, says the Lord, that your children shall come back to their own border. So the spirit always speaks prophetically. He doesn't leave you trapped where you are. He gives you a hope of the future that requires you now to step out of your fear into your faith and move into the promises of God in your life. He's always prophetic. Last thing. Last thing. He's always truthful. Always aligned with the Father's will. Always prophetic. Number four, he always glorifies Jesus. The voice of the Spirit always glorifies Jesus. Now that, that third point, did y'all get that about him being prophetic? Yes. That he's going to speak to your future? Yes. He doesn't need to in question you about your past or your present? It doesn't matter to him about who your grandma was, who your uncle was, and who you know, what condition you're dealing with right now? He's going to always glorify Jesus. Jesus said in the word, he said, he will glorify me, verse 14. He will glorify me. All right? Whatever the spirit of God leads you to do, Jesus will be glorified. Okay? Now watch this. This is the big question. When I think I've heard his voice, I've got to stop and ask myself, if I do what I'm thinking, Will the actions or results glorify Jesus? Yes, 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 yes. He will glorify Jesus. So if I do, I pray. I'm asking God for an answer. God, give me a direction. Okay, now I think I heard something. So if I do what I think I'm hearing, Before I make a move on it, will those actions or will the results glorify Jesus? <laughs> Which job do I choose, Lord? Which one? Glorify. I'm thinking this one because well they pay me X amount of dollars an hour. This one only pays me X amount of dollars an hour. But will it glorify Jesus? See, because he doesn't want us making any decision based on financial circumstances. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me, boy. He don't want us. People do that. People make people people choose a job based on how much it pays. Well, sure, Pastor, what else am I gonna choose a job for? You mean the only reason you chose that job because of how much they pay? Look at y'all looking at me. Look how y'all looking at me. You mean the only reason you chose that particular job is because of how much it paid? You didn't even think, Jesus, will this job glorify you? Will this Will what I do glorify you? You mean you operate on the flesh? You do know the flesh profits nothing, right? 
I sure hate my job. Well, that's because you chose it. decide on who to get married based on financial arrangements. But we make we make this merger, boy, we're gonna be a power couple. We're gonna be, you know, you know, we what you make and what I make, but we can make some we can make some moves. You really gonna make a lifetime decision? Some kind of situation broke out in your family or in your life and you praying, God, how do I deal with this? I, I need peace in the situation, but I, I, I feel like I need, I, need, I, need to, I need to tell somebody about, I need to tell somebody something. Tell them off. That is, is what you're doing. I, I'm going to tell them off. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go tell them. I, I had it. I'm going to go tell them. And you're going you to, in your mind, you think that's the right thing to do. And you didn't even ask, will that glorify, will the results glorify Jesus? Oh, you won't even think about the results? What's going to make your soul feel good? We're talking about tonight the voice of the Spirit. Now, let me help you with something else. Maybe with something else. When you hear the voice of the Spirit, what He leads you to do will glorify Jesus. And Jesus, watch this, because there's some decisions you all, we all have made that were wrong because we were trying, we were afraid of stepping up. We chose the lesser over the greater. So we don't want to think about it. We think about it the other way around. You know, I'm, I'm going to be humble. You know, I ain't going to try to do anything out of my... But, but what happens is many of God's people are stuck with something less because they didn't hear the Spirit. They heard the fear of their own souls. They heard the anxiety of their own souls. So when the Holy Spirit was leading us into an opportunity, we freaked and backed up thinking we said and saying and going to put it on. Well, you know, the Lord told me to. No, the Lord didn't tell you to go to drop down and do that. The Lord did not tell you to back up. The Lord did not tell you to back up. The Lord did not tell you to back up. He took. Remember I told y'all? When, well, no, that wasn't y'all. That was in the class. You remember when, in, in Exodus 14 when, 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 when Moses tells the people, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you this day? You know what God told him? I didn't tell you to stand still. I told you to move forward. He said, Moses, why y'all standing here crying to me? I told you to move forward. Get them people up and go. God came to Joshua one time and told him, he said, how long slack y'all to take this land? What y'all doing? Y'all sitting there having church, it's all kind of more land to possess. I know that's not good English, but he said, he said it's all kind of land you got to possess. Y'all sitting there just having good church. 
Y'all don't like this, but this is because y'all, y'all don't like y'all, y'all like y'all, y'all like the other part. Yeah, that's right. Don't do nothing. No, no, stop backing down when the spirit tell you to go forward. Stop choosing the less expensive when the Holy Ghost telling you the more expensive one. Y'all ain't saying Y'all choosing the cheaper because that's what that's all your soul can handle. The Lord telling you the more expensive one. The Lord telling you the better one. And you choosing the cheaper one because that's all your soul can handle. Because the Lord telling me, no, the Lord ain't telling you. I'm, I'm just being humble. The Lord didn't tell you to be humble. He said, go and buy that. He said, go and do that. Now that ain't all the time. Tell your neighbor that ain't all the time. That ain't all the time. Now don't don't. But when the Spirit says so, don't you let your mind pull you back into lesser. In in in, in verse fourteen, put go put put a put the. John 16 verse 14 back up there. Put an amplified class at this time though. Glory to God. Because Jesus isn't glorified by the less he's glorified by the greater. Look at this. John 16 verse 14 amplified. He will honor and glorify me because he will take of, watch this. Can y'all read this? He said take of, receive, draw upon what is mine and will reveal, declare, disclose, transmit it to you. He's going to declare, disclose, and transmit it to you. So he says the Holy Ghost's job is to take what belongs to me. Now, how many of y'all know that the Bible calls Jesus Christ in Hebrews chapter 1? It says he's been appointed heir of all things. Jesus Christ has been appointed heir of all things. So everything belongs to Jesus. So Jesus said the Holy Ghost's job is to take everything that belongs to me and transmit it to you. Here you are backing up. And he's saying, move forward. Well, I think that's what the Lord said. That's, you know that's not what he said. You know he said something different, and your soul just couldn't handle it. And you didn't know that when you backed up, you backed up into the flesh. That's why you're struggling with less now than. <laughs> you're struggling with less now. And you would have had grace on the more. You would have had his grace on the more. But you're struggling with the less. Because if you step out of his will into disobedience, there's no grace on your disobedience. So you got to do the less on your own. You're going to struggle with the less. God, I don't know why I'm still struggling a little, little bit. This little bit, I don't cut back. I cut back. The cable went up. I cut back. The water went up. I cut back. The bread went up. I cut back. Stop cutting back. Y'all ain't saying that to me. I said, stop cutting back. Stop cutting back. He will take what is mine and disclose, declare, and transmit it to you. He's going to give you the best of everything. You know, he don't need you to cut back to prove you serve God. He don't need you to cut back to prove you love God. He don't need you to cut back to prove that you walk walking with God. In fact, your Bible 
Bible says that because Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob desired a better country, God wasn't ashamed to be called their God. They said, oh, we want better. God said, okay, I'm, I'm, your, I'm your God. The voice of the Spirit will not lead you to, to quit. He'll lead you to overcome. All right, let me read one thing we're done. 2 Thessalonians 1, 11 and 12. It's all right if we go in OT. 2 Thessalonians 1, 11 and 12. And give it to me in the, uh, the Living Bible. The Living Bible. The Living Bible. 2 Thessalonians 1, 11 and 12. And so we keep on praying for you that our God will make you the kind of children he wants to have. Will make you as good as you wish you could be. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Make you the kind of children he wants to have and make you as good as you wish as you wish you could be. Rewarding your faith with his power. Next verse. Next verse. Then everyone, everyone, everyone will be praised in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because of the results they see in you. People don't praise God when they see you backing up. And your greatest glory will be that, that you belong to him. The, the tender mercy of our God and of the Lord Jesus Christ has made you all possible, made all this possible for you. All right, last thing. Same text, message. Message. Look at what it says here. Because we know that this extraordinary day is just ahead, that means the coming of the Lord, we pray for you all the time. Pray that our God will make you fit for what he's called you to be, pray that he'll fill your good ideas and acts of faith with his own energy so that it all amounts to something. God wants your life to amount to something. God wants your work to amount to something. God wants your labor to amount to something. He wants your faith to amount to something. He wants your prayer life to amount to something. He wants you, he wants all you do to amount, he don't want you to amount to nothing. You're his child. Stop backing up. Talking about the Lord telling me. No, the Lord ain't telling you that. That's you and your soul who can't handle the, the, the challenge. Elder Baker, ask me how I know. Because I was trying to do all that. I was trying to cut back and back up and back down and saying, okay, God, all right, we did it. We moved. All right, we paid it. Okay, now let's go back to something smaller. Let's go ahead to something less because, okay, we already proved we can do it. And God said, what? 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 That ain't how we operate. You know what? Add this on.
increase your giving, he told us. He made us add more partnerships. I don't even know. We got partnerships everywhere, man. Just sending money everywhere. Just, 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 just. Because God's going to always challenge you to go higher. Oh, he's trying to make us something. He says here, so you amount to something. If your life honors the name of Jesus, he will honor you. Grace is behind and through all of this. Grace is behind and through all of this. Our God giving himself freely. The master Jesus Christ giving himself freely. So grace gets behind you when you go forward in the things of God. When you, when you push and walk into everything God tells you to do, it'll glorify Jesus. And the Holy Spirit's only going to tell you to do that. He's only going to glorify Jesus. He's not going to glorify himself. And he's not going to, watch this, he's not going to glorify you. He's not going to do something that's going to get you and me attention. So if you're buying that car because of how you're going to look in it, that's the wrong reason. Now, I mean, it's up to you. You can do that, but that's ain't no grace on that. But if you're going to let it glorify Jesus, the Holy Spirit says, I'll lead you that way. Well, I guess we better baptize real quick. Hey, those who are getting baptized, get ready real quick. We're going to do that real quick. Praise God. Hallelujah. I went way over time, but, you know, blame the Holy Ghost. Blame the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Whoa, boy. Somebody's going to be reevaluating what they heard. Somebody's going to be reevaluating what they heard. Lord, I, I thought I heard you. Maybe, maybe I, I, I mistook that. I thought I heard you, but that, maybe that was just me. That was just me, Lord. That was me backing down. That was me pulling back. <laughs> I come, the other day, I got, I got the cable bill, right? It was uh, yesterday, a day before, whatever, Tuesday. Yeah, yesterday. Got the cable bill, and I saw it, and I, I know when I get, get whatever bills I, we get, I pay it right away. I don't, I don't wait till a due date. That's, that's stupid. To me, that's, that's, to me, that's not. Because for me, I'd rather just pay it and ain't got to think about it no more. Rather than waiting like the due date looming over your head. You can't always sleep because of the due date. I just pay it and get it off, off the books. And uh, so I saw the hair bill came and I saw, man, the bill jumped like $30. I'm like, what? what do, do we get more cable? Did we get more? We don't even watch TV. Well, no one. I saw. I, I, man, I got huffy and I called. Oh, man, man, why is this? You know, and this, it's because of this. And I'm like, boom. And Holy Spirit said, "What are you doing? I'm trying to get this cable bill back down." <laughs> and I all of a sudden I realized what. Yep, you're right. I'm resting over thirty dollars. Like he ain't got it. Oh, that's thirty dollars. That's thirty dollars. I know a guy 
who just paid $44 billion for a bird. You ever heard of Twitter? Something, something called Twitter. Y'all heard something called Twitter? This guy just paid $44 billion for that. People can tweet. Hey, let's receive the offering. Let's receive the offering.